You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. You can find this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, Google Play, YouTube, Voice Assistance, just say listen to After The Show Movie Podcast, and you can also find us on ascully.com where we post written reviews. With that out of the way, here are your hosts, Ascully and Sitok. Talk. Hello, listeners. Hello. Hello. How are you? Awesome. You? Yeah. Tell us what you were going to, the before the after the show discussion. Tell us it. Well, you spilled tea on my desk, so I worked on that. I did complained about this movie, which we'll get to in a minute. I'm playing Cities Skylines, which I also complained about the name of that game. Are you? Just I'm on a, a roll. Complainer? <laughs> I'm on. A, I'm a complainer. And um, you were reading me stuff about uh, other stuff. And you were random things, random stuff. So um, it is. To be fair, I was listening to half of it, and if anyone else out there is married to anyone else, you know what I'm saying. Half is pretty good. <laughs> what do you mean half? I, I only listened to a third. <gasps> no shit. <laughs> <laughs> that right. is not a surprising thing to hear. So it is Saturday, May the eleventh. This is after the show, 633. We're a movie review podcast, and this week we're looking at the movie Bloodshot. So 20, it's releases in 2020. It's available now uh, on digital and Blu-ray. It's rated, I say it's rated R, but it's not. It's rated PG-13, and it's from our friends at Sony who sent us a digital code for review. Sid Talk, you give us the synopsis, and then I'll give you the one off the digital thing. Uh, hmm. Synopsis of this movie would be an origin story of a guy. They install some nanobites in him. Then he becomes like super guy. <laughs> <laughs> you you need a job. He's not in super. The he's not like super super. He's just like kind of strong and stuff. And so that's it. Nanobites create superhero. There would be my synopsis. All right. I'll give you the one off <laughs> voodoo. <laughs> well, we watched it. Voodoo say Ray Garrison is a soldier recently killed in action and brought back to life as the superhero Bloodshot with an army of nanotechnology. See? Nanotechnology, I'm In his you. veins, he's an unstoppable force stronger than ever and able to heal instantly. But in controlling his body, the company has sway over his mind and memories. Now Ray doesn't know what's real and what's not. And he's on a mission to find out. You like that? That's pretty close to what I said. Pretty Um, good. After this movie, I went and watched the trailer because I was interested. Because this movie, there's a point in this movie where something happens. I was interested if that was revealed in in the trailer. And let me tell you, don't watch the trailer for this movie because it actually gives you the whole thing away. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's because I'd just seen it. And I was filling in some blanks, or it just gave the whole thing away. But it seemed to give the actual thing away, which sucks, really, doesn't it, for a trailer? Okay, I'm going to say this and sound super snotty, but sometimes it really doesn't matter. Depends (laughs) on the movie. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, this movie, I wouldn't be, like, heartbroken or anything if you, uh, quote-unquote, ruined it for me. I'd be all right. All right, so let's get into the movie Bloodshot. Um, first off, I said to you, we're going to watch a movie with Sir Vincent of Diesel in it. You didn't say that, but I saw his picture. Yeah. And I know whenever I, I'm a fan of the Fast and the Furious movies and you, I think you gain enjoyment watching them. Don't Uh, think yet. You like moderate. You liked Hobbs versus Hobbs and Shaw, I think. Um, if you go back and listen to that podcast. Yeah. I mean, they're fun. Yes. To say I like it all is a bit strong. Right. But I can accept it because, yeah, I can enjoy. But you're not there for Vin Diesel. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You're not like, 
Yeah, Vin Diesel. Vin? No. So this movie's literally, like, the front cover of this movie is Vin Diesel's the man selling this movie. He's the star of this movie. Yep. So I said to you, we're watching a Vin Diesel movie, and you were like, oh. You didn't actually say it. I'm telling you. I just looked at the screen, and I was like, oh. I'm just telling you now. Mm, Vin Diesel. But let me also say about this. This movie has an opening sequence just before, before it tells you that the movie's called Bloodshot, like the first five minutes. And the first five minutes ended, and you said, this is actually pretty good. And I also said this, it could end right now, and it'd be fine. <laughs> don't, forget, don't forget all the details of the conversation. But you liked that. You liked, you were. You I was like, that was pretty well done. Yeah. I mean, I like action. Yeah. I like action kind of on its own if it's, if it keeps my eyeballs busy. Uh, when you attach it to a good story, I like it even more. When you don't, then one of those is going to have to be pretty big. And the action in this movie is pretty big. Yeah, well, my opinion of this movie is um, I really enjoyed I had a really fun time watching it. But, you know, getting to the negative parts for me, I felt like I was watching a movie from, like, early 2000s. You know, like, maybe 2002. Yeah. It, it felt like that in, it, in its... Uh, and some of the store, some of the CGI was a little bit like 1997. Yeah, like... Like the um, Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, mm-hmm. where Rubber Doll is running about. It looked like that a lot. But So there was that. If also, like I say, when it feels like a movie from 2002, um, it, it does. Like it is, it's kind of got a like, stilted script where people are like delivering stuff really over-dramatically and stuff. There's a lot of that, especially from Vin Diesel. No, there's a guy who's mad for like no reason. Yeah, there's like character motivations that you're like, what is this? There's a, like, silly, one of those silly characters that we don't like as a a couple. We don't like them. As a couple. (laughs) Yeah, do you remember, like... We have the hive mind. Was it the Three Musketeers or something where, like, James Corden showed up? And And then one of the Transformers movies, and now this one, yeah. Yeah, um, it had one of those characters that even... I don't get irritated that much, and I know you do. I can sometimes sense that you're annoyed by it, by something. Um, but I was annoyed by this guy. I was like, oh, God, this is like a three-year-old uh, wrote his dialogue. Yeah. It's so bad. Like, he's talking to himself. He's saying sh- really stupid shit. Like, he's just doing things and that And the looping was horrible throughout the movie, and particularly this guy. You could tell he was talking in another room at another time recording <laughs> yeah. this, and then he was slopping his fucking food oh my god who told this is gonna be being really pissed off because i cannot handle people chewing and eating and i have no it doesn't bother me yeah we don't care about people like you people (laughs) like me only care about people like me and i'm telling you now filmmakers if you're doing it because you're like oh screw all the people who'll be grossed out or if you actually enjoy it what is wrong with you it is it actually made me want to get up and escape the room and i'm not kidding that's how bad it is i cannot override it i cannot undo it no i will just i can't change it it is like i want to go up to that screen and punch that guy in the face and then grab the director through space and time and grab him by the throat and say what are you doing you make me want to kill you so let me ask you why do you think they would have had him eating chinese food in like a sloppy way i don't know because somebody was it was it a humor element or was it to make there to, are people who actually think this realistic bullshit makes your little character more interesting. Like hearing people go, <laughs> you know, on I don't high think that's what time. that was though. Ugh, I he's supposed to be like some hacker guy who's like got no social skills or something. Well, no, he's like a genius programmer. Yeah. <laughs> remember? Yeah, but he's got no. No, he's I don't think on. that has anything to do with it. I think that it is like some people do not mind. The well, disgust. I, I definitely this. don't mind. I mean, I don't even notice it, to be honest. <laughs> Times I do notice it is because I think, oh, you'll hate that. That's why I'll notice it. <laughs> and you are correct. <laughs> so if it was if there was like some artistic movie where it was literally like close up of people's mouths eating for like two My head two would up, explode. You won't be able to watch that. No, right? and it's not even like a version therapy like or exposure therapy where it's like, well, if you just watch it a lot and listen to it a lot, you'll get over it. No, 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 no. I'm fifty two and a half. And this shit's been going on since I was about five. So now I know if I was ever to like put you in a torture cell or something. If you ever want to divorce me, just start <laughs> chewing like a pig. And yeah. you'll be like, I mean, like, I'm out. 
<laughs> I don't even care how much I love you. If you cannot eat like a civilized human, we are done. Just yes. as a warning for Anyway, you. so that is a very specific thing that probably won't bother. But you know what? That'll be my most memorable thing of this movie. And yeah. I'm not kidding. Ugh. Ugh. So, um, yeah. Like I say, I had a lot of enjoyment out of it. Like I do out of those old older Spider-Man movies. Even now, uh, they're still fun. But you're like, oh, yeah. There's a load of things wrong with them. Like... The CG's not really up to snuff, and some of the dialogue's bad, and there's some bad acting in parts. Vin Diesel just does his thing in this, and it's, you know, the action is... I, I actually really liked the action scene near the beginning in that tunnel, you know? Yeah, I like the flower situation. I was like, oh, that's pretty yeah. interesting. Yeah, I expl- explain that. Well, a flower truck crashes in a tunnel, in a, like a driving tunnel. Yeah, roads going through a big... We know what a tunnel is. <laughs> I don't mean like a tunnel, like some underground thing. I mean like a driving tunnel, right? Mm. Then a big flower truck, as in flower that you cook with, crashes. And so it basically looks like it's been snowing in the tunnel. It's everywhere. And then they have like, it was a bit dark. If I'm honest, they could have lightened it up a bit. But I did like that sequence, yeah. Well, I, I was about to say, it for a scene that was in the dark and also... In this, in like smog, because like there was stuff in the air, it looked pretty good, and you could see everything. And mm-hmm. and one of the things was like the CG's pretty poor, like when he's kind of walking and being shot and stuff. So I guess it hid a bit of that. Because later in the movie, there's an elevator sequence that's in pure daylight, and that's where you're like, oh, the CG's actually pretty bad, right? It was pretty bad. And that's only because it's. I in was pure transported day. to Spider Man. The original Spider-Man. And maybe if they would have done that elevator sequence at night, maybe it would have been looked better a bit. Sure. So sometimes you don't want to see stuff, and sometimes you do. So there's a bit of that. Um, I liked liked the idea of the character, this Ray Garrison character. I mean, it doesn't seem new to me. Nah. Feels like we've seen something like it before in some other... What do you mean, something like it? It's every single superhero story. No, I mean, the... the, um, person's memory not being able to remember the thing and maybe remembering a bit about the past I mean like the arnold schwarzenegger one yeah which one was that i forget <laughs> was it um my memory's been wiped was it the one on mars um uh, my bin total recall yes it yes. was total recall it's it's right there in the title Total <laughs> Recall. westworld also has a bit of that stuff mm. think of Cal- caleb caleb yeah, yeah. caleb Caleb, you know what I'm saying? Kind of, yeah. He has some memories that are unlocking, you know. So I was thinking of that when I was watching this a bit. So, yeah, this doesn't... This was based on a comic book from 1992. And I was thinking, in 1992, this would have been, like, nano things and, you know, it would have been really futuristic and cool. Mm -hmm. But, like, now it feels like you've seen a bunch of stuff like it. So it doesn't... It almost feels a little bit generic and a little bit parts of other things. Like I've, I said to you, the filmmaker of this movie, obviously, obviously, and I'm, he loves or likes Michael Bay because there are there are Michael Bay shots in this movie where, you know, you're like the beginning sequence, for instance, where Mr. Vin Diesel's the soldier. The whole thing's shot in like that perfect, what do you call it? What do you call the um, sun hour? Oh, golden hour. Golden hour. The whole thing's golden hour, which Michael Bay loves. This helicopter shots. He's driving a car down the thing to go and see. You know, it, it's all very lovely. And then there's a sequence where he's p- perfectly placed on the bed with his wife, and she's. But I'll, but remember, that's all a sim- simple kind of a story. <laughs> sure, <laughs> <are we? laughs> it's very ah. simple. It's very basic. I get you. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but you know what I'm saying too. Like <laughs> yeah. it, but it serves the story, if you think about it. Yeah, it's got that look. But then there's another. There's other shots where I was like, oh, there's Michael Bay shot, there's Michael Bay shot. So, yeah, if you like, I really love, I might, people might make fun of me, but I love Michael Bay's photography, Don't do you? I don't love it. After a while, it's a little saturating. You it's know? Like, like very pristine. Like it's... It isn't pristine at all. It's just very self-serving. No, I mean the actual quality of the visual. Like it's, 
It's very sharp. It's very well lit, and it's and it's very smooth. Like tracking shots are hmm. super smooth. It looks like a music video, like for a rap, like a rap. You'd expect a rapper to be stood next to a Rolls Royce all of a sudden. It looks like that, and I like that in Michael Bay's movies. I think the Transformers movies are better for the photography, like because it makes it look, I don't know, high end or something. Like it look it, if it was you know shaky cam and. This movie has a bunch of shaky cam, which is kind of annoying. Yeah, kind of. Kind of very. I prefer the way Michael Bay shoots action, which is very smooth, and you can see it all. It was like the one it makes a little bit of Training Day and Man on Fire and a few other sort of like, you know. In this movie. Yeah, known yeah. styles. You know, the the foot chase in this movie, there's a chase on foot. That, move, that moves up and down so much, it's hard to even tell what's happening after a... Yeah. It's like um, a bit Jason Bourne as well, where yeah. it's like handheld and somebody's obviously chasing the actor and the camera's banging up and down. It's not like Blair Witch, but it's it's hard to keep a track on all the time. It's moving so fast. So there is a bunch of that in this movie, which is not Michael Bay, but I definitely saw Michael Bay influences, which to me is not a bad thing, but it's just not done quite as well. What do you think of the story overall? Like the the baddie, the... I, it's pretty lame, to be honest. I mean, I appreciate that not every maniacal villain who is now going to oppose or cause the origin of a superhero is going to have a motivation that is interesting in any way. So monetary motivation is what we're talking about here. That's all he cares about, this guy, right? He just wants to sell what he's created to the highest bidder. Yeah. That's like very, very uninteresting. Because what that means is the people around him understand that. And he also pisses off everyone around him. And after a while, because there's no higher calling, right? We have bad guys who want to, even though we were talking about Godzilla, which I absolutely hated. And her motivation was to bring the earth back to nature or whatever. I hated the way that she planned on what doing What are we talking it. about? Godzilla. The last Godzilla. King of the monsters. Yeah, really shitty. So the way she was doing it was totally ridiculous. But the concept, if you can get people to back up a cause for you, these villains, right? We're going to bring Earth back to nature. Then the people might, it's like a cult, and they're going to follow you. They all, you're all in this and together. This guy wants to make a shitload of money, and he treats the staff around him like shit. It's just inevitable that's going to fall apart. It so it's seems really realistic in a way. Seems semi-realistic, but because he, that's because he has no higher purpose, and he's not. We're not. We're not alluding to the fact that everyone involved is going to get a shitload of money. Like our little programmer nerdy guy. I mean, he could say under his breath, even when he's pissed, like, "Well, at least I'm going to get a billion dollars out of this." You know, what I mean, like we don't even get that kind of hint that the money is really everyone's payoff here and that that drives them so much that they're willing to ruin this guy's life and use him as a weapon and whatever else they're big there's no big plan here which is also missing so i like maniacal psychotic and we have psycho killer in the movie the song i actually like someone with no real motivation i think that's why you like that introduction because that guy, when he walks towards the camera, yeah. the psycho killer. He's a little crazy. And I love that line. Where, what does he say? Where he says... Never gets old. No, he looks at her and says, hmm, honey, everything's not going to be all right. Yeah, yeah, because he just, <laughs> as we learn later what that's all about. Um, but still, yeah, if that is the bad guy and he has no boundaries, no real motivation, not really, that is the person I'm going to be afraid of. And the henchmen are going to be afraid of or they're going to be rallying around this person because of their charisma and their cause right this movie has zero of that you're not even backing vin diesel's character with any sort of like rousing connection with people like boy this poor guy we really need to do right by him or anything like that it's all missing so it's kind of shallow yeah shall we um, say. you know this is brought this is comes from sony who did uh, venom as well which i feel had the same problem as this movie because venom was um is that the one with tom harding yeah okay and it if you remember venom also had the same kind of climax as this movie 
Yeah. And and it's about the same budget level kind of thing. It just seems uh, like fun while you watch it, but then at the end you're, you're not like, oh, wow, that was great. Like, you know, Thor or something where you really, really liked it. It's, it's just kind of, I would say half-assed, but <laughs> that's not really what, what I'm trying to say. It's more like, it's just like presentable. It's just, you know, mm. and... Venom had the same problem. It's hanging on to the concept of big action, crazy CGI, as in this guy's made of nanobots now, and we're going to show him getting his face blasted I mean, that's off. cool. Right, but that's that's all it's banking on. Right. So you have to real that has to look so good every single scene. The elevator scene, if that had looked good, that would have been another tick in the box of maybe like, oh, this movie's kick-ass, but it didn't, so. Yeah, but some of the stuff, like where he did get... It is cool when he's being shot in the tunnel specifically mm-hmm. with the flower and his skull is like rebuilding itself as he's walking. And but then he gets overridden. There's more bad than good. Right. That's how it works. The balance is off. And as I was going to say, we'd do some spoilers, but I don't actually think there's any point because I think it's fairly predictable anyway. Yeah. There is like a the thing I was talking about, which you shouldn't watch the trailer because it happened. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Not really. <laughs> the thing the thing that you covered up on quickly earlier. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a major thing in the movie. I don't think that should be in the trailer because I think that's the major thing. So, you know, um, if you had seen that trailer, what I believe, and then you say you had watched that trailer and gone and said to yourself, I'd love to watch this movie. I feel like you'd be watching this movie going, oh, I can't wait to, I, like, the part. What else is there to watch this movie? Yeah, I think for? you'd be thinking, yeah. like at the beginning, oh, well, the part that we're going to get to, I know happens. So this part's kind of boring. Like, I think you might feel that. Like, so. Yeah, once you know, yeah. it's a little like Westworld. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I did, yeah there's there's even a lady in here from Westworld. Correct. A face from Westworld. So I did get a few Westworld vibes, but Westworld is obviously on a whole nother. Kind yeah, of. but you're in love with Westworld. Let's make sure everyone knows that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, sure, 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 sure. sure, sure, sure. Westworld's on a whole different level <laughs> than this, but it does have some of the same sci-fi themes. So um, let's move on to the cast. Vin Diesel plays Ray Garrison, and you don't have a lot to say about Vin Diesel. Do you? I don't. I mean, he's fine. <laughs> I mean, he. I do not understand the appeal. Um, it's I mean, not. I guess like he's. Is he sexy? It's for you to decide. <laughs> I mean, to women you. think he's sexy. I don't. Yeah, but you have no idea. I don't. I don't. I think people even. That's a whole other topic. What where we're it? all convinced by some superficial bullshit that this is the image of a dude you're supposed to be attracted to, and so then when this image pops up in front of you, you're like a Pavlov dog, and you go, "Oh, look at his muscles." Do you even think that's attractive? I don't. I'm not into I, it. I'm now I'm not trying to reveal that you're not that. <laughs> yeah, I'm much, just, I'm much hungrier than him. <laughs> I'm not a hunky lover, so I think I've got more. I hair find than it him. zero appeal, like <laughs> zero, and so I don't get that. And he's got like that whiny voice. All right, I mean, so let's ugh. say. All right, so let's say the you're not. He's not attractive. Is he a? Good, I'm not saying he's not attractive. He, I'm no, saying he doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I mean they try and sell him off as Mr. Hunk, and everybody should love him. Sure, but let's say that part doesn't apply. How is he as an actor? Hmm. I mean, he has his moments. When he, he also, gets really he mad. Also, when he gets really mad and it's like he's saying the things about like, you know, I will come for you and stuff. I think he does a good job of that because he gets really into it. It's those little quieter moments I'm not sold on. He, he does the little quieter moments. He does the mumbly thing. A little bit. And the whiny. Like he's got kind of a whiny voice. And I don't like that in well, anybody. Well, he's pretty. No, he's not. You're not listening close enough. You don't have my bat ears. <laughs> I feel he's pretty good at selling like an action character. Like sure. I, I bought him as Riddick. I really like him as Riddick. Actually, it might be my favorite thing he's done. Riddick is understated, you see, yeah. and he's not all pumped up. I mean, I don't mean pumped I mean, up like is. muscles. I mean pumped up as in he hasn't he hasn't got the fake feedback from the world that this like is appealing because it isn't, and people are lying if they think that it is. In Riddick movies, or the original, Pitch Black, he's just like a worn out criminal dude. 
You know yeah. what I mean? Not too really, over the top. We didn't know him either. Hmm. Like it, it was his first, as far as I know, his first, the first thing we saw him in was mm-hmm. Riddick. And we were like, I mean, Pitch Black. And we were like, wow, Pitch Black's a really cool movie. It like. was. And it still is. I think it still is. And his persona did not override it. It was just part of that kind of weird world they were creating. So, so he, I mean, I, I admire like the, and, you know, Fast and the Furious, like it or don't like it. He is, you know, took that from like this small car movie to, it is the biggest movie. It's bigger than Star Wars. It made more money than Star Wars, the last one. So... Then I guess Star Wars sucks. Is that what you're saying? No, I, I don't. I just mean like he's <laughs> blast for me. You know, he's a big part of making those Fast and Furious movies so successful, and they've just they're just like giant. They're so giant, and every single one seems to top the last one. Um, so I I like that. But again, it's trained people to have this response. You know what I mean? Like. Just like I said, like a Pavlov dog, you've trained them. You do a fast car, you do a sexy woman, you do a dumb storyline, you do the family thing. It's all for the family. And everyone salivates and pays their money and walks away going, yeah, that was awesome. I mean, it's like this, you're on a loop, aren't you? They yeah. know that, though. So, But every story's like that. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, they're all like that. Every story's like that. Including the ones that you love. Absolutely. Yeah. Except for the ones I love. Theirs are special and different. So what we're saying here, what I'm saying is, I can take him or leave him in movies, Vin Diesel. I do like him in Riddick and Fast and the Furious. He's just, you know, mumbly kind of like family bloke. <laughs> yeah. But as a man behind making these big franchise movies, he, I think he's done a really good job of, of it. And, you know, I know it's love it or hate it, um, Fast and the Furious, but I think more people love it because it wouldn't make that much money, would it? Correct. So um, we've also got Tallulah Riley as Gina Garrison. She's the lady I said that's from Westworld. If you blink, you'll miss her. She's his wife. Yeah. Um, she was all right. I yeah. mean, it was just her trying being beautiful and then like one scene where she's like... I like the scene where she came to the door. Though. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, there was nothing particularly interesting no. about she's her. She's great. I like her in Westworld, though. Yeah. Again, watch Westworld. <laughs> Eliza Gonzalez. Just watch it. Plays KT. Uh, Eliza Gonzalez, we were familiar with her from from Dust Till Dawn, the TV series, which Robert Rodriguez did. And she was excellent in that. I really she was after her. a while. Now, let's keep in mind, at first, she was not great. And after a while, she kind of... She grew eased, into it. She grew up in it a little bit, you know, as the character and eased off on theatrics. She was Salma Hayek's character. Yeah, and I feel like in this one... She kind of started off the same, and it's she. Kept, they kept her in that little box of like pouty and moody, and every single scene is just her being moody. And I yes. felt like she could have done a lot more. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's just one note, right? Mm-hmm. She's she's kind of, and she's you know, she's also sexy chick. They do a lot of that with her. True. If Vin Diesel's hunky man, she's sexy chick. Um, but she, I like her, but yeah, in this, she's kind of squandered, I think. Yeah. Even like her power, which is really awesome. They don't use it. You know, the, yeah. She oh has, no, she not has a cool power. Um, well, we can say what the power is. These are all people who've been cyborged up. Like yeah. they're, they're cyborgs. So kind of, they've got, uh, technological enhancements. Yes. Vin Diesel's full of nanobites. One guy has fake, uh, bionic legs, one guy has fake bionic eyes with cameras all over his body that sees the world in a different way. And she has a fake installation of basically like gills like to she's breathe a fish. through. Yeah. But she can also breathe in any contaminants of any kind and it won't bring her down. Like she can breathe in all the poisons and shit like that. Not only did it not get used properly, I also was really questioning like, okay, this thing's in her chest, right? <laughs> yes. And it's going... Shh, Yes, but she's still speaking out she's of her head. She's speaking out of her mouth, and she's going <gasps> yeah. up here. I've, and so I've, I get it. It's a it's a little bit just you know jump in the bubble of 
belief or whatever, but they could have done anything like run a cable or a tube or a weird metallic thing. Or she had an electronic voice or something. Something to make it a little more like, okay, I'll... I I couldn't get it out of my head that (laughs) she had the thing in her chest and it was opening and closing to breathe, like a tracheotomy thing, but it's, you know, space age. Yeah. But then her head is just operating as normal. I was like... (laughs) Her head's operating as normal. How does, you know... I, I, if it, if she had a like a weird robot voice, that would have at least I would have been like exactly. Oh, okay. So we're nitpicking, but yeah, yeah, that was kind of a glaring thing. I was thinking the whole time, like, okay, that's she's going. She falls down, then she's like breathing real hard, and I'm like, if he opened up the little valve and her air all went in, she wouldn't even be out of breath. She would just be yeah, like, and, yeah, because it's supposed to make her better. This these thing. are the things that you start <laughs> focusing on when the movie's not. Yeah. The story is not doing it for you. Uh, this guy, Tony Toby Kebble, who does the psycho killer dance at the beginning. He, just that one scene, I'm, I was with him. He was great. Yeah. He was like a great... I was like, wow, this guy... I like a bad guy who really doesn't give a fuck. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Those are the best kind who have no Nothing limit. Like- to what they will do, and their motivation is not money, and it's not world domination. It's just, I'm just psychotic. Yeah. And, <laughs> and if someone else can put that to their own benefit, like I'm the psychotic, but that's the real villain because he's using me to do all of his dirty work, but I'm crazy, so I don't care. I, that's the kind I like. So I really liked him in that in that opening sequence, but then he's underutilized again. Like, they don't use him. Mm-mm. Like, he ends up being a sniveling guy in the back of a car. Yeah. He's frightened. But then he's, like, not used. Like, I was like, oh, well, I hope, like, he'll be used towards the end of the movie. Because we said to you about this movie, what was the thing about Westworld? Nobody's ever dead in Westworld. <laughs> yeah. So w- when this movie's premise came out, like, oh, you can be you can be ah, rose from... Yeah. I was like, oh, well, no, nothing's off limits then. But then they don't really mess with all that. Um, guy Pierce is our bad guy. We call him Memento. Right yeah, here. Memento. And he, we, I even said, oh, he just mementoed the shit out of Vin Diesel. Because <laughs> he m- loses all his memories and stuff. Vin Diesel maybe should have started tattooing shit on him back. If you don't know what mem- Memento <laughs> is, look it up. Yeah. So Guy Pearce um, from Memento. What else is he from? He's from Neighbors back in the There's 80s. There's something else he, I don't know, I don't remember. I think he was from like uh, LA Confidential. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, it's been uh, Christopher Nolan movies, I'm assuming, because like that's Memento was a Christopher Nolan movie, so he's probably in some of the others. But um, you'll know his face, Guy Pearce. You'll know him. He's a bit hamming it up in this movie, to be honest. Hamming it, hamming it big time. Yeah, (laughs) and hamming it in like a Marvel baddie way, like one of those low-level Marvel baddies, the way they kind of like, you know, I don't know. It's it's well, actually, like Venom, like the guy in Venom. The bad guy. Yeah, and Doc Ock got a little bit weird, yeah. too. Like, just too much of the weird bad It's like guy. a similar template <laughs> that he's using. Um, I don't think he was bad, but, again, it doesn't really amount to much. His character. Like you said, he's got one motivation. Make some money. That's it. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, his motivation is, I can make a load of money, and I don't really give a shit about anybody. That's it. Like, I don't care if my employees... I don't care about them. I actually care about these experiments so long as I can get one that works. Exactly. So, that's it. It's one note. It's pretty... I mean, it's Guy Pearce. He's pretty... You know, you, you know, he's there and you're like, oh yeah, he's a good guy. I'm a good actor. But he's not doing anything special. It's a bit cheap, as Lee Morris would say. And if you don't know who Lee Morris is, look him up. He's really irrelevant to this conversation, but that's what he would say. It's cheap. So Dave Wilson is the director. He hasn't actually directed a movie before, but he was a visual effects person for Marvel on many of the movies, including Thor. So surely the visual effects should be better, right? Uh, Yes. The standard should be higher. Yeah. And as far as his cinematography, when it... When I feel like a, a filmmaker's trying to emulate another filmmaker's shots, it makes me think it's also a bit like, uh. Yep. Like, do your own thing. Like, you don't have to. I mean, yeah, you might love that other thing, but you don't really have to do it so on the nose. 
maybe just rub a little bit of it. <laughs> but, you know, that's how I felt about it. I mean, it looks fine, like, but obviously this movie all hinges on the big action sequences. I thought the one in the tunnel was great. I yeah. thought there's only three action sequences, actually. There's one in a tunnel. There's a foot chase one, which is the one that I said is so shaky it's hard to see it all. And then there's a final one in an elevator. That's it, isn't it? There's just those three sequences. I don't know. I feel like there's more fights and stuff than that, but... No, there, actually, when you think about it, there actually isn't. Oh, there's the, there's the house as well, when they go and infiltrate that big yeah. house. Um, but it's not a ton. There's not tons of stuff. It's not like action every second. But um, I think he, I think it's... What is it? It's serviceable, <laughs> the, way, <laughs> the way it's made. Like you don't think, oh well, it's to- it's totally shite. You you think like, okay, it was an action film, and then what? Tomorrow you might not remember it, half of it. Absolutely, it's that kind of movie. You'll have fun for two. What hours. movie are we talking about again? I've already moved on. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I wouldn't. I, it's not like we. I don't want to hate it. Hate on it. No, I, you actually, can, I had a. This is the thing. I had a good time. I looked yeah. forward to seeing the whole thing play out, uh, other than the guy eating and me wanting to like uh, go into murder mode as Murder Hornet, as we all have heard of lately. I just wanted to be the Murder Hornet and go like chew out that guy's ability to chomp. That kind of overrode my brain for a little bit. Other than that, I just kind of rode it along, and I wasn't like disgusted with the whole of it. I enjoyed it, and I knew it wasn't this. <laughs> I don't know if this sounds like the way you're supposed to think about it, but I knew it probably wasn't going to be very long, so I didn't think it would be in it for like three and a half hours. Oh, so. it's not that kind of movie, no. It's yeah. a, it's actually one hundred and nine minutes. There you go. So it's pretty. It zaps. It wasn't. It didn't feel long. That was another thing. Exactly. Yeah, I knew it, it was moving like, along quite quickly, so yeah. I could accept that. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it didn't feel like. There wasn't any time where I was like, oh. Is the fact that a movie's not going to last very long <laughs> well, I don't a think, good consolation I don't think every prize. movie has to <laughs> outstay its welcome. Oh, no. And I don't like I don't like super short movies in general, but if it's just not, you know, great. So um, let's. what are the IMDb reviews? IMDb reviews are when you go find one-star reviews and you read them, and if they are really... Well, they're all crappy because they're one-star reviews. If they're about a movie we don't like, we're like, yeah, we totally get that. And if they're about a movie we do like, we're like, what an idiot. Yeah. It's sort of a game we like to play. The, it's obvious what people are going to find bad about this movie. Obviously, because we have said this. <laughs> yeah. But I don't. Yeah. Like, like we we had to. I wouldn't give it one star, though. Well, when I'd you watch it- a movie on Voodoo, right at the very end, it says, how do you want to rate this movie? And how did you rate it? Two and a half out of five. Yeah, so there you go. I think it's totally in the middle. Like, there's nothing... It's average. Like, right in the middle. It doesn't offend me. I would recommend it to people who like just sort of, like, mindless, have a good time, see some shit blow up, or whatever. And you like Vin Diesel? Okay. It's right in the middle. All right, so the people who wrote these one-star IMDb reviews, most of them are only one line. So they're people who can't formulate more than one line. (laughs) So the first guy says... Was highly excited for this film, but it was so terrible, I slept through the film. Bummer. So why would you be motivated to write a review of that, then? This guy says, what was the point of this movie? I don't get anything that went on. (laughs) Hmm. It's not that difficult to... Uh, No, it's very simple. But to question the purpose of the entire movie, (laughs) it's it's a bit hardcore. Worst movie I've watched. It just wants to be The Avengers. This guy says. Hmm. It's nothing like The Avengers. No. If you have seen half of Vin Diesel's movies, by default, you've already seen this movie. There's nothing new. It's filled with cliches, pretentiousness, flat emotions, and it's awful. This Um, guy says. I disagree with some of that. Oh, this guy kind of goes with what I said. It's Venom (laughs) 2.0. Extremely dumb, full of logical problems, but fails at basic science. The main villain is extremely lame and forget- forgettable. The action scenes are full of shaky cam and fast cuts. There's a lot of stuff that was put in this movie for a cool effect without absolutely any other purpose. That's fair. That is a fair statement. This guy says, 
It's the worst movie I've ever seen. I want my money back. At least he doesn't Good want luck. his time back. You know? I want the time of my life back. This is the worst movie I've seen. Another guy says. Anyway, that's it for the one star reviews. Nobody says anything funny or creative. Arseholes. <laughs> They're really letting us down. Uh, so there were, we watched the digital voodoo copy. There are no extras, but if you do get the Blu-ray, which is out now, there is an alternate ending. But we will never know, Sid Talk, what the alternate ending was. Bummer. Wonder what happened. Let's let's speculate. <laughs> I think at the end, Vin Diesel drives off in a caravan, and then explain he, to the Americans what a caravan is in your estimation. I don't estimation. know what you guys call it. Is it like a RV? Yeah. Okay, Vin Diesel drives off in an RV with his new, in quotes, family. And then he drives right into Fast and the Furious 10. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And the whole time he's actually been this guy? Is that what you're saying? Okay, okay, now you're talking. And then it's like a a combo, like he's he's a... I'm feeling you, I'm feeling you. Fast and the Furious guy, but he's also super powered. Yes. (laughs) You're onto something. You can have that one for free, Mr. Vin Diesel. All right, so um, thank you to Sony for letting us review this movie. Next week, we're going to review uh, Birds of Prey, the new Harley Quinn movie. So uh, Margot Robbie, Harley Quinn, I like that shit. Birds of Prey. Uh, Movie recommendations. Here are two um, sets of movies that some people might call it a guilty pleasure, or they might say, it's so bad, it's good. But here are two two movies that I enjoy that are maybe those two things. One is Tomb Raider, you know, the actual Angelina Jolie movie. Mm -hmm. The two movies that she did. They're pretty poor, like, when you watch them. But I really, I like her as Lara Croft, and I like Lara Croft. You like Lara Croft, yes. And my other is uh, Mr. Vincent Diesel in Triple X, which I really enjoy because it's so stupid. It's, is. If you think the Fast and the Furious is stupid, Triple <laughs> X is on a whole nother level, right? I don't even know why you like it. I just, I don't know. There's something about it. It's so dopey. It's like the dopey, it's like James Bond, but like dopey. Like James Bond isn't dopey. And I watch it in this kind of like, <laughs> wow. I love your comparison. Yeah, but I mean, when I'm watching it, I'm like, wow, this is bad. So next bad. level dopey. But it, But I like the action scenes. And I think Hobbs and Shaw might fit into that category also. So those are mine. Tomb Raider and the Triple X movies. And yours are? Mine are. I'm doing this time, or this year, I'm doing uh, sort of 100 years back in cinema and 50 years back. And so from 1920 is a movie called Old Lady 31. Now, I haven't seen this movie. Not recommending it like, oh, it's a great movie. But Old Lady 31, the premise is an old man and old woman... um, are destitute. He sends her off to live in like an old person's home. And then he choose, then he has to stay in like a, what they used to call like a poor house or a workhouse. But the people felt so bad for him that somehow they turned him into old lady 31 at the old people's place so that they could all care for him. Like in secret as if he were an old lady. And, uh, that's ah. kind of the, I know it's kind of interesting. The other one is called the wizard of go gore and i didn't look that up so that's from 1970 is that a gory movie or is that about i don't know i didn't look it up i forgot how can you recommend something you i'm not recommending it, it like it's good i'm saying it's a movie from 1970 and it happened to be on a list of movies from 1970 let me just uh, explain <laughs> that when sid Sart recommends a movie she might not even know what it is <laughs> Well, it's a movie that exists. It is, but it doesn't Me mean you should recommend it. Me having seen it should not encourage you, and me not having seen it should not discourage you. If you see it, then that's one movie you've seen that I haven't seen. So there you go. If it's a competition, you see. if you watch The Wizard of Gore, you win. I haven't seen it. All right. So um, what have I been playing? A Scully stuff. Uh, there was a party inside Fortnite this week. I think you might be able to see it again on Wednesday this week. Um, Sid Talk experienced the party with me. Mm-hmm. It was an EDM, electronic dance music, concert within uh, Fortnite. And they were doing that because of these people staying at home and um, isolating and these DJs and, you know, they're doing like YouTube um, concerts and 
What do you, is it a concert when it's a DJ? Is it a concert? Or is it a yeah, set? I, mean, I think they call it a set. I don't know. So they had uh, Dylan Francis, Steve Aoki, and Dead Mouse as the three DJs. And you went inside Fortnite, and you went onto this special island. And a concert happens, and you're there. And uh, they play the tunes, and they're there on the big video screens. I thought it was really well done. It was cool to look at. It was very... I like the music, obviously. I like those three guys. What do you think? Yeah, it was fun. It's like a... You know, it's not like... <laughs> to be fair, I I have equal amount of fun when I just say, A word, play me some U2. So right. I'm I'm not... It's not. It doesn't elevate my fun just because you feel like you're part of a group. Because I don't like being part of a group. So... I'm fine without having to go to a virtual concert, but uh, I like the music. So. And they did it. It's done pretty well. Like they, they, it's, they don't just half-ass it and go, here's a video screen in Fortnite. And there's a whole island that's built with like little activities to do and there's new clothes for all your characters to wear. And there's like, it's, it's just loads of things. It's like they built a thing rather than just, you know, dropping a screen in there. So um, that that's really cool. I, th- I hope they do more stuff like that. They take the guns away from everybody, so nobody's annoying. All you can do is dance and mm. do the, you know, nobody's got a gun. So it's not like everybody's trying to kill you while you're watching the right. concert. Which is good. Which is, you know, in real life, I'm glad that is the case too. Take the guns away. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. So that is what I've been playing. I've also been playing one of the older Assassin's Creed games. Well, it's not that old. It's probably... Four years old. Assassin's Creed Syndicate. It's the one that takes place in London. I hadn't really played it, um, but I am enjoying it. It's got the... Assassin's Creed has kind of come a long way. The last two, which was um, Origins and Odyssey, they turned into like full-blown RPG-type games with like dialogue choices and all that. Now, Syndicate doesn't have any of that. It's more of a traditional Assassin's Creed game. But it's still really fun. There's lots of upgrading. You're running around London in the 1800s. You bump into people like... Um, who do you bump into? You're asking me? Yeah, I'm trying to no. think of some... Charles Dickens. I bumped into him. Okay. I have bumped into the uh, Alexander Graham Bell. There's lots of historical figures because it's that time. So, um, And you do, mis- you do missions for Alexander Graham Bell, like where you're setting up telegraph poles for him, which is really cool. Like a... I like how it kind of teaches you a bit of history, even though you probably should know it. But if you're a kid playing it, maybe you'll learn. So that's Assassin's Creed Syndicate. It's out on everything. It's pretty old, so you can probably pick it up for five bucks, which is easily worth it. So what is for dinner, Sidtok? What do you want? I want a burger. Yeah, there you go. I want it to be impossible. It's going to be an impossible whopper from the Burger Kings. That's it. It's Not a good. commercial. I wish, but no. Well, we did find out that they've started putting the Impossible Burgers in stores now. We haven't managed to procure one yet. But, Not yet. But they're supposed to be in stores either this week or next week. I'm excited. Yeah, it'd be cool to make our own and see what I it's mean, like. I mean, the Beyond Burger is really good. Just so anyone who wonders, we are a vegetarian, and we like to just explain that we all vegetarians are not like eating bean sprouts and raw quinoa all the time or whatever we uh, also like junk food and so you know whopper impossible whoppers right up our alley we'll be able to make our own like you know gourmet impossible burger gourmet i don't think impossible meat counts as gourmet on a special bun with lots of nice salad i can make a bun sure 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 yeah yeah sure sure so what is your um advice and then we'll get out of it my advice uh in the world we're living in, it's not new. This isn't a new concept. But, obviously, we're living in a time when the coronavirus situation is going on and there's lots of conspiracies and, you know, the whole world is involved. And so you see one thing or people read one meme on Facebook and they're like, oh, that's that's insane and that shouldn't happen. Instead of, like, investigating, they buy into the hype that someone is trying to implant into their brain, like they are some kind of, you know, like this guy, you know, <laughs> like a Vin Diesel who's being yeah. controlled by somebody else. Like you're I not. I see what you did there. Yeah. Just if anything is hyped up, like hyperactive, hyperbolic, hype, 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 just do yourself a favor and don't be an idiot. 
Like, don't be like, oh, I saw a meme on Facebook that said that this virus came from whales who live in a city under the ocean. I believe it. (laughs) I'm just making up the craziest thing. People believe shit with zero evidence, zero proof. They just believe what supports what they already want to be true, which is called confirmation bias. You already have a, a set of beliefs and ideas about the world. And a thing comes along that basically is playing you for a fool, right? It's ticking all your boxes for you. Someone already figured you out because it's very simple to figure someone out who has very, very straight, specific black and white ideas about the world. And now they're going to use you to perpetuate their own agenda or just to fuck with everybody, like just to make you all look like idiots. And it's very sad. I think it's sad to watch people I know and love who are intelligent people fall for shit because of the hype. Or because someone else who they think is credible said that it is a real thing or whatever. And I just think it's just like the same, you know, if it looks too good to be true, it probably is. There's no free lunch, all that kind of stuff. This is the same thing. Don't buy the hype, right? You're better than that. You're smarter than that. And if I would rather have no explanation to a, uh, or an answer to a question than a lie, or half of a lie, or someone else deciding what now I'm supposed to think about it because I'm so desperate for an answer or a solution or something to make sense of the world. No, I'd rather have no answer and just be like, I don't know. I don't know where it came from. I don't know where this coronavirus came from. I don't know. And anything you tell me, unless it makes sense with a whole lot of evidence and a whole lot of long-term backing up of it. I'm okay with not knowing. That's fine with me. I'd rather be like, I don't know, than to be convinced of something that is a complete and utter lie, or it's a tool like a string trying to play me like a puppet so that someone else can control me and another group of people and be like, get us all to believe something. So don't believe the hype about anything ever. You know who famously said don't believe the hype? No. Public Enemy. It's one of those things. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even know that was a thing. Because you know what? I don't don't buy the hype. Mr. Flavor Flav delivered that to you. Thanks, Flavor Flav. I uh, apologies for not giving you credit because I didn't know that was a thing. So (laughs) (laughs) don't buy the hype. All right. So um, you can catch this podcast on uh, aschoolie.com. Catch it on Spotify, TuneIn, iTunes Music Store, Google Play Store. All the stuff. RSS feed. You can ask your smart speaker to play it. Trigger your smart speaker and then say, play the After the Show movie podcast on TuneIn. It will play you the latest episode. You can catch Sid Talk on Instagram and Facebook and all those things. And you can email me at aschoolieaschoolie.com. Don't email Sid Talk. And stay classy, Mr. Flavor Flav. Don't believe the hype. <laughs> and I'm going to say think for yourself or someone will do it for you. <laughs>